This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, where hundreds of researchers make new discoveries inspired by the work of previous Dana-Farber scientists. Learn more about their momentum at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Today on The State of Ukraine, the medics who risk their lives in Bakhmut to save others. I'm Greg Dixon. The battle over the eastern Ukrainian city of Bakhmut has been a deadly slugfest that has reduced the city to ruins. Losses have been massive on both sides, although Western officials say Russian fatalities are particularly staggering. One factor helping Ukrainian soldiers stay alive are the medics who treat and evacuate them at great risk. NPR's Eleanor Beardsley met a team of them. We're pulling up outside the the house where the medics are staying. Not so far from Bakhmut. It's the first town out. Hello. Eleanor. Vitalina, Maxime, and Andrea, who aren't allowed to use their last names, are all in their early 20s. Before we sit down to talk, they show me where to go in case there's shelling. Okay, so this is in case we need it. (laughs) I may feel uneasy in the town of Konstantinivka, about 15 miles from Bakhmut, but for these three, it's peace and tranquility. Vitalina describes what it's like to work in Bakhmut. It's terrifying. There is shelling and it's hard to gauge where it's going to hit while you're bandaging someone. You don't know if you should take cover or run, but somehow you get used to it and begin to figure out if the artillery fire is close or far. Four teams of medics rotate in and out of Bakhmut, spending two sleepless nights in a house there. Andrea drives this team in when it's time to return. I have the NVGs. What are they called? Night vision goggles, NVGs. So you can you can see at night with those? Yes, yeah, so without any lights, I can drive at night. So it's oh, like this you see in the night. Yeah. He says there's only one road into Bakhmut now, and the Russians have their sights on it. So you only go at night with the car lights off, driving at top speed. Personally, I don't, don't think I do my job, and it's so. I'm not scary, I don't, don't feel nothing. <laughs> we make sure to do all to save the lives of our soldiers. Vitalina says she's got the hang of Bakhmut now, but being part of the Kharkiv counteroffensive last September was very difficult. That's when Ukraine punched through Russian defenses in a surprise attack and took back huge swaths of territory in just a couple days. It's a bullet on my They were my first wounded and my first up-close eye contact with the enemy. She says they even treated injured Russian soldiers before taking them prisoner. Taras Zyoba is a press officer for these medics with Ukraine's 80th Brigade. He says the Kharkiv counteroffensive was difficult because they pushed deep into enemy-controlled territory. We were moving very very quickly, and all the rear units, all the, the medical staff, had to move with us, so it was a lot harder to to evacuate people and to bring them to the medics in the rear because the rear units had to be all on the move all the time as well. Andrea says the Russians don't evacuate their wounded from Bakhmut. The Russians don't have a question. They don't care of the soldiers. They don't evacuate they don't them? Care, no, they don't evacuate. And are there just dead bodies all over? Yes. Vitalina says experience has now given her automatic reflexes when it comes to treating war wounds. There was a case when we had a soldier with his leg and arm almost torn off. So my only thought was, please, don't faint. 
My mind wasn't working properly because I was panicking, but my hands had muscle memory and took over. (laughs) There's a lot of joking and teasing on days off, card games, magic tricks, anything to distract from work, say these medics. They also sleep and do laundry in this tiny brick bungalow whose occupants are long gone. Vitalina shows me her kit, tourniquets, morphine, hemostatics to stop bleeding. She calls them her treasures. And then there are the cartoon character kids' band-aids. We use these on our brutal men, she laughs. All joking aside, bullying spirits is an important part of being a medic. We talk to them while we are treating them. We say things like, get well soon so we can go have a coffee together. We are waiting for you. Vitalina has a four-year-old son waiting for her outside the country. She says she risks her life to save Ukraine's soldiers because she must. If not us, she asks, then who? Eleanor Beersley, NPR News, Konstantinivka. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back for more on the war and its impacts around the world. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. When voters talk during an election season, we listen. We ask questions, we follow up, and we bring you along to hear what we learned. Get closer to the issues, the people, and your vote at the NPR Elections Hub. Visit npr.org slash elections.